Welcome back, Little Joe's Conservative Corner. I think America's like a sleeping giant, and I think it's beginning to wake up, and I want to help with the awakening so that it survives. All creepily got your friggin' nose all up in everybody's hair. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron. Now's the time to stand up for yourself and stand up for what you believe in. You don't go from a bartender to a congresswoman. It's just so dumb. <laughs> to a four-year-old and they're trying to explain why they have to keep their mask on but their, their six-year-old brother doesn't what what is your your explanation to that four-year-old I'm, I'm so happy you said that because when i was in rockaway in the st pat's day parade i did just that a group of parents brought me and talked to their children and explained uh, to them i told them you're going to be taking off your mask like your big brothers and sisters are doing now you know when when you have big brothers and sisters sometimes they do things first to make sure it's safe for you and those children they understand it because they trust their parents and they trust their leadership they're not tainted like adults <laughs> you know they still feel uh, that we have to make the right decisions for them and i'm with the parents i want those masks off i said it in january but i have to do it right to make sure our city uh, protect its children and don't close down the city again so it's deeply disturbing that there are politicians peddling conspiracy theories out there and casting down on vaccinations when it is our best tool against the virus and the best tool to prevent even teenagers from being hospitalized oh new york you guys have picked a real winner there you got rid of one tyrant, and it looks like you guys picked up another one. Uh, before I get into it, you know, a side note for me, I'm watching TV, and you got to remember, I'm down here in South Florida, and I'm seeing everybody with their nice little coats on and everything, because it's so nice and cold, and it is so friggin' hot out here today. It's just ridiculous. I may not be your traditional, homegrown Floridian that loves the heat. I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how anybody can love the heat, but... A lot of people come down here because they just want to be warm. Me, on the other hand, I like to get cold every now and then. It's nice. I'm tired of the 11-month and 15-day heat wave that we seem to have every year where we get a cold snap for two weeks, and that's about all we get. Generally, if I'm going on vacation with the family or whatnot, I usually plan it around the holidays, and I usually go to a place where it is actually cold so I could get a little break. A destination that I like and I visited a few times is Boone in North Carolina, and they got pictures of me sitting outside in 19-degree weather in shorts and a wife beater and with my sandals on. It's not bragging. It's just that I enjoy it so much, and it may possibly be because of my size. I don't feel the cold the same way other people do because I am probably already insulated from having all the extra beef on me. (laughs) It's, It's very possible, but my God, I mean, we're only in March. And it is already cooking close to 90 degrees down here. So if you're anywhere else and you're in some pretty decent weather where you're wearing light jackets or you still got to put a little jacket on because it's a little chill in the air, trust me, be thankful. Because when you're cold, it's easy to warm up. But when you're hot, man, it sucks to try to cool down because when you're overheating, it seems like you can never cool down. All right, going back to it. New York, great job. Picked a real winner. Got rid of uh, one tyrant for another, like I said in the beginning. Some positive news, besides the fact that you've noticed that all Democrats and democratically run cities are all dropping mask mandates everywhere and pretty much all COVID restrictions and acting as if they're doing you a favor by restoring the freedom that they had no right to take from you in the first place. 
However, there is some good news going forward to, I would say, be the first step to protecting your freedoms going forward because if you think that COVID is 100% all done, I would be cautious and wait till after midterms because depending on how bad they get their butts whipped in midterms, you may see, especially because that's the time of the year for flu, COVID numbers spike up and some of these tyrants wanting to reinstate some of the mandates that you've had handed down to you depending on where you live. But the U.S. Senate on Wednesday passed a resolution led by physician and GOP Senator Roger Marshall, a Republican from Kansas, to block the Biden administration's vaccine mandate for most health care workers. He said today is a huge victory for all of our health care workers who ran to the sound of the COVID battle. As Senate Republicans joined forces, taking us one step closer to invalidating Biden's overreach and harmful CMS vaccine mandates, Marshall said in an exclusive statement on Breitbart News following the Senate's roll call vote. The vote passed 49 to 44. It is on its way to the House. It had more than 30 GOP senators co-sponsor this resolution It's not a done deal until it passes the House, and even then it would have to go up to Sleepy Creepy's desk. We shall see. But at least they are working in the right direction. And the Senate has also passed a resolution to end Biden's COVID national state of an emergency. Uh, The American people are just basically worn out. We don't want to hear it no more. The U.S. Senate on Thursday last week narrowly passed the GOP-led resolution to end Joe Biden's COVID-19 national state of emergency, the resolution SJRES 38, which was introduced by Senator Roger Marshall again in February and co-sponsored by several other Republican senators, cites the National Emergency Act, which gives Congress the right to end a president's national state of emergency claim. The measure passed 48 to 47 in the Senate roll call vote. The minority party notably had a rare advantage because several Democrat senators were unable to attend to vote for various personal reasons. The resolution, again, has got to be sent over to the House for a vote, and we will see if it makes it out of the House. If either one of these do, COVID is more or less coming to a complete end, and the reign of power by dictator Biden is starting to be taken away from him. Throughout all of this, throughout numbers plummeting, you're not hearing any more about hospitalizations, you're not hearing about COVID numbers. If you've noticed, everything has quieted down, but I've also noticed one other thing. I would personally like to file, if there are any police officers or FBI agents that listen to me, I would like to file a missing persons report. Where is Anthony Fauci? He's been missing. He's been MIA for about a month now. I haven't seen him. This is a guy that was on not one, two, maybe even three different mainstream media uh, programs every single day talking about COVID. And now, like a fart in the wind, he has disappeared. Where is he? Can we file that report? Can somebody tell me where that little tyrant is? It looks like they whisked him away in the middle of the night and put him into a protection program because nobody knows where he is. Nobody's seen him. All of a sudden, he's not doing any appearances. He's not talking to any of the the shows that he used to be on. CNN, it was like a daily thing. All of a sudden, he's MIA. Where is he? Can we file that report and please find this little tyrant because he has a lot to answer for? Unfortunately, in the world we live in today, that's not going to happen. I would like him to answer 
for everything that he has done. Because under his supposed quote-unquote guidance, look at how much stuff has been destroyed. Businesses, families, children. He's destroyed all. You know, when you walk down the street and you see a child who thinks that it is normal to wear a mask, that's because of him. Where is he? He needs to pay. I know he's not going to, but man, if there is anybody that needs to be held accountable, he needs to be held accountable for all the lies and the nonsense and for politicizing his position instead of doing what was actually right. He needs to be in trouble for his gain-of-function research, for hiding when the virus actually got out and trying to cover it up because he didn't want to get in any trouble. He needs to answer for all these things. Rand Paul was steady on him for months and months and months. We need to go after this guy. We need to get him back out of hiding put him on trial, and try him for crimes against humanity. At least that's my opinion. And I would say, uh, cautiously, most people would probably agree with me. I was pretty excited to see the two resolutions. I don't know what's going to happen in the House. Probably nothing, but at least they're trying. Uh, All right. Do you remember when I told you uh, originally I was – complimenting Ukraine on how patriotic those people were and how I said that I believe that a lot of Americans wouldn't stay and fight. They would just flee. Well, ironically, the uh, Quinnyac University did a poll. So I, I doubt they heard me, but I guess people were thinking the same thing I was. Is how many Americans would actually stand their ground and fight for their country? The poll found that while a whopping 68% of Republicans said that they would remain and fight, just 40% of Democrats said that they would stick around and fight. Uh, among independents, 57 said that 57 percent, excuse me, said they would stay and fight. Just 25 percent of Republicans and 36 percent of independents indicated that they would leave the United States, while 52 percent of Democrats said that they would depart. According to that poll, it was conducted March 4th through March 6th. Overall, 55 percent of people who said that they would remain and fight, while 38 indicated that they would depart the country. So I believe my exact words were, I would like to believe that most people would stay and fight, but there was something inside of me telling me that there'd probably be a lot of people that would run. So I would say I was probably right on both accounts because the majority of people that would stay and fight obviously are Republicans slash conservatives. You did have a heavy number of independents, and I'm glad to see that. And of course, at least half the Democrats would Turning boogie out of here. <laughs> I mean, weasels. You guys want to be, you guys want this country. You want to turn it into whatever you want to turn it to. You guys claim that this is your country, but when it comes time and the metal meets the meat, it's <laughs> you want to leave. You're not going to stand here and take up arms to uh, combat anybody that's trying to come into this country. Eh, you're not really an American. I can, I somewhat more understand your thought process of why you hate this country so much. You should just flee now. Do us all a favor. Why don't all of you that want to flee, do it now. Go. Go live wherever you think it's better. Go live where you think that they're more accepting of what you want them to be accepting of. Please. <laughs> Do us a favor. Then at least that everybody's here will have probably close to 100% majority of people are going to stand their ground and protect this country. I wouldn't mind it. Just get rid of a few more people. Speaking of people who don't protect this country, not even a little bit, let's talk about that sleepy, creepy old guy in the White House. 
There are a lot of things that I see that Biden uh, does that don't really make any sense to me. One of those is Joe Biden impeding agreement to restore the Iran nuclear deal and offers regime access to $90 billion in foreign currency reserves and sanctions relief to some of the world's worst terrorists, according to a former State of Department official. I don't know why we keep interjecting ourselves into such piss poor deals that ultimately we end up funding things like Russia, Ukraine. We're going to fund terrorist organizations that are looking to hurt us. So as much as I say, I don't understand it. I don't understand because I don't understand how you could hate this country that much. Do you truly hate the United States that much that you're going to fund our enemies to attack us, that you could care less what happens to all the innocent men, women, and children that are here. You don't care. Just like 9-11. You know, 9-11, they end up blowing up buildings with all innocent people inside. Nobody in there was guilty of anything more than going to work that day. They went to work that day and they paid with their lives. I mean, are you? do you hate this country that much that you're willing to fund those types of tragedies? I guess I can only assume that you do because when I see news report come out that says that Joe Biden's defense of uh, department of defense, excuse me, released Mohammed Mani Ahmed Al God Kontani back into the arms of Saudi Arabia, Arabia after nearly 20 years in prison for his involvement in the nine 11 attacks. Then I think that you do because when you send somebody like that back to his homeland, he's going back there as a hero. And by chance, what profession do you think that he's going to re-enter himself in after 20 years at Gizmo? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to just throw it out there. Could he possibly end up joining back up with his old buddies and planning the next terrorist attack on the United States? <laughs> I'm just going to, you know, I mean... Is it unrealistic to think that way? Do you think that he's converted over the last 20 years? Do you think that he truly feels bad for what he has done? He's going to go home and be welcomed as a hero. This is the part where put aside your political beliefs. Look at this for what it is. Let's use some common sense here. Knowing what happened in 9-11, all the innocent people, men, women, and children, all the first responders, how damaging it was to the city for years and years, even afterwards, people dying a decade later from the dust particles that they end up getting lung cancer. I mean, you it's tragic. Would you let that guy out of prison ever if he was part of that plot and scheme? I know I wouldn't. And I certainly, if I did, I wouldn't send you back home to go right back to what you were doing before. You killed over 3,000 innocent Americans that day. Does that mean nothing? Does it mean nothing to any of these people? Does it mean nothing to the Biden administration? It's just okay that you release this evil person back onto the world. I know that we're all supposed to forgive and forget, and I get all of that. But you know, a lot of times you forgive because somebody is seeking your forgiving, for you to forgive them, because they truly are sorry. I seriously doubt this man is sorry for what he did. So that just kind of goes hand in hand with, they just hate this country. It's unfortunate, 
But it is the truth. You know, at the end of the day, the Biden administration hates this country. And they're going to do everything that they can within their power to dismantle it, tear us down, break us apart, and just destroy us. If they were going to do anything worth anything, they would have already done it. For example, you know everybody, and I know I've talked about it a little bit this week, and I'm sure between all the news, it's getting beat to death. I'm sure you're tired of hearing about gas prices. But if you remember, I'd like to say, I record these podcasts before I say this. I report, record podcasts, excuse me, I'm all over the place here. 3 or so a.m. in the morning. So the one you are hearing today was recorded 3 a.m. Tuesday morning when the Tuesday morning one that was recorded Monday is being released. Just so you understand. So if anything comes out after that, if anything, any thought that I had that you heard in the morning, you're hearing somebody have after that, I didn't get a chance to comment on it or I thought of it probably prior to them thinking about it because it was just on my mind. Now, I told you yesterday that the whole deal with the gas, is this a long game to 2030 to purchase, to to basically wear you out, make it unaffordable to drive gas vehicles so they can implement all electric vehicles? (laughs) Well, well, Lord and behold, Monday afternoon, these two uh, video or audio clips that I'm about to play you were trending all over the internet and I just shook my head and laughed and I said oh look they didn't even try to hide it they just came right out and said it I'm gonna play them back to back they're real short but just wanted you to hear them one is from heels in the air Harris and the other one is from the rat face Buddha judge here that goes imagine a future the freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been and then to make the possible actually happen clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the american people as well last month we announced a five billion dollar investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an ev amazing isn't it (laughs) I was kind of shocked myself. I'm like, man, I hit that one right on the head. (laughs) Yes, indeed. You guys aren't even hiding it. So what you're suggesting in a very nice way is you're trying to lure everybody to electric vehicles. And you're just saying that, you know, to get rid of having to worry about that that pesky gas that's getting so expensive uh, intentionally. Uh, you should just buy a very expensive electric car that you can't afford and you should start driving that. And oh, we're going to spend all this money on charging stations, which run on electricity, which electricity is produced by (laughs) fossil fuels. Right. So you're saving the environment. Right. I, I mean, these people are so full of crap. They might as well just 
come straight out and say, listen, we're going to electric vehicles. We don't give a, we don't care what you think about gas powered vehicles. That's the way it's going to be. So pony up and buy the car. Otherwise you're going to be left out to the, you know, on the side of the road, whatever. It's amazing how you could see right through these people. When you actually read and you pay attention It's not like I'm the smartest guy in the world. I have never claimed to be. But when you're actually paying attention, it's very easy. These people are very transparent, even though they're trying not to be. They they cannot play poker. They they have no poker face at all. They always let out their intentions and their plans, and they think they're not, but they always do. And, I mean, no big surprise. You know, I said it yesterday. I think it was yesterday's episode. I'm sorry, I get so... Back, to, I get so confused on days because I'm on one day and it came out and I'm thinking I'm on the next day. So like today I'm talking about Wednesday when it's actually Tuesday. So it throws my days off during the week a little bit sometimes. Um, but I think it was yesterday I spoke about it. And Lord and behold, shortly after I did, they came out and just admitted it. That we want you off gas and we want you on electric vehicles. So if you want a little glimpse into what the future looks like under democratic control, that is your future. If you love, if you like old cars like I do, I have some very old cars that uh, I enjoy. And if you like those cars, just know in their vision for the future, unless you can afford $20 a gallon for gas, you're not putting them on the road. So pay attention to who you're voting for. (laughs) I don't care if they're moderate. Pay attention to what they vote for. If they're voting for this new Green Deal nonsense, Just know that it's going to impact you sooner or later. All right, Wednesday's in the books. Hump day is over. Officially, we get to move on to Thursday. We will do it again tomorrow. You know all the nitty-gritty at the end of this. I'm not going to say it today. See you tomorrow.